Today, what I'd like to talk about has to do with the workers that we pray for and send out into the field. And, and it's actually a very timely thing to talk about because um, on, on Wednesday was Marcus's ordination anniversary, uh, which is not something a lot of people get to celebrate because there's not many ordained. Uh, but it's, it's a great opportunity for us to recognize the workers that are among us and uh, the gifts that they bring. And certainly we are thankful for Marcus being a, not, just a, not just our pastor, but a part of our family here at Lamb of God. The things that he's done and the way that the Lord has continued to use him among us is a wonderful blessing that we give thanks for in our prayers and in our time. And uh, I'd just like to publicly recognize that and to uh, congratulate him on his anniversary. But also I think it'd be good for us as a family to do that together. I've, I guess I should also add it. You know, I've gotten to work with two pastors in front of you, and both of them have been uh, monumental men, and I've just been incredibly blessed to have those partners in the ministry, and I look forward to that, to that continuing on. So as we, as we think about this and we approach the tail end of chapter 9 in Matthew and the beginning of chapter 10, it builds off some of the ideas that Marcus talked about last week when he was dealing with the Great Commission and uh, with the commands for us to go out to make disciples and baptize of all nations. And as we hear those commands and, and we, we take that in, we realize that some of the things we need to talk about. And in some way, this is, this is a sermon that is dedicated for those that are within the church. It's words that we need to hear as well. We need to recognize about ourselves and hear that commissioning. Uh, for what we are to do and who we are to be. The very beginning of our gospel reading gets at one of the toughest struggles and the hardest part of being a Christian in the world today. And I would even say exemplified or, or uh, magnified would be the word, more so for those that are Christians within Seattle within our region. We all know, we all have those that we love, those that we sit next to at work or are our common uh, person that rides the bus with us. For many of us, it's probably children or grandchildren who have either been a part of the faith and no longer are, or maybe even ones who've never been part of the faith at all. And the struggle for us is when to say something and when not to say something. When to actually share the words that are heavy on our hearts and, and when not to. Because we don't want to mess it up, right? <laughs> we don't want to misshare at the wrong time and, and then it's done. The door's closed. But actually the heaviest weight on us is not being able to share the thing that is so central to our identity. The, the thing that makes us who we are the very thing that gives us love and gives us hope. Oftentimes, what it does is brings us to a time of prayer. We look at it as the only thing we have left to do, but we also know that it's the best thing we can do. It's not just 
pray for those that we love, that they come to hear and to know Jesus, but, but pray for others to be able to share it with them in ways that we cannot. And so here in our Gospel reading in chapter 9, Jesus actually says the prayer. And he actually commands us to say that prayer. Pray. Pray that workers rise up and they go and they go into the field for harvest. I've had different people come to me at times with this heaviness on their hearts about just this thing. And sometimes it helps them to know, sometimes it doesn't help them to know that this is a shared experience. (laughs) That they're not the only ones. And, And in fact, most in this pews today I know carry this. A lot of times this happens for very different reasons. Sometimes, uh, as was the case within my own family, was growing up within a very strict and heavy, heavy church body so that what was only known about the gospel was law and constantly unable to reach this law of perfection or, or being this... Uh, perfect Christian on the outside meant that they were on the outs and so they stayed on the outs. Sometimes this happens where the sheep wander away just through bad experiences or a bad pastor or, or uh, problems within the parish itself. There are others who have constantly tried to reject God because to find themselves needing to depend on a God is just too much and too, asking too much of them meaning that they are smaller than they can ever imagine. Jesus, as he looks out over the crowd of Israel that is gathering around him to listen to his words here in Matthew, he has compassion on them. He has compassion on them because he sees the way in which they've been treated, the the bruises and the scars that they carry, and the way that they are actually lost and needing to find this shepherd. They come to hear his words because they need to hear his words. No one has spoken such grace and such forgiveness to them before. All the world has to offer is the next steps of whatever it is that you need to satisfy your hunger. All the world has to offer is every judgment to stand against the person next to you that eventually comes around to hit you yourself. He had compassion because as he looked out, he saw sheep. Sheep that were hungry. Sheep that were thirsty. Sheep that needed a Savior. Sheep that had been bearing the scars and the hurt and the rejection from either bad teaching, bad leading, or a bad life. When we open our eyes today, we can look and we see the same thing in the world. Sometimes sheep like that within our own pews who are struggling a little bit harder than the next. Sheep that bear the scars of of churches of past, of families that were dysfunctional, of things that never working out quite the way that they had imagined. We take just a few steps outside this door, outside the door of our own house. 
And we see sheep who are caught in the rut of this world, constantly digging that rut deeper and deeper as they strain to find the happiness or the fulfillment that they're looking for. Some turn to addiction. Some turn to self-help books. Some just wander until the end. Jesus' answer to this, Jesus' reply, as he looks out and he sees these sheep, is one of compassion. And it's not a compassion where he just snaps his finger and all this pain and the world completely changes in immediate fashion. But he knows what needs to be done is a prayer. Therefore, he says in verse 38, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray earnestly. Not just for the ones that we love who need these laborers to come to, but for the whole world, for our neighborhoods, for our city, for our families. Because all all we can often meet are wandering sheep who are experiencing that same kind of hurt. Take on the eyes of our Lord and see it with compassion and pray. That's his instruction for us, is to say that prayer. Now, in some way, we feel like maybe that's an easier answer, right? Because if it just comes down to praying, and that's what we've seen as the last part, then we don't have to do any of the rest of it, right? We'll wait for those laborers to show up. We'll wait for those workers to come about. Then that means that I don't have to do too much. Or at least I can just put pressure on other people to do enough. But we know that prayer, prayer draws us deeper into a relationship with the Lord. Prayer leads us into understanding more of the Lord's will. Prayer helps us not only communicate to the Lord, but the Lord to communicate to us. And as we discover and we see His will, we begin to understand more and more the depth of His compassion that He holds. After all, it is this compassion that delivers to us Jesus Himself. It is this compassion that drives Him to go to the cross. It is this compassion that continues to offer up this sacrifice for our sins. It is this compassion that compels the Lord to raise up His people around Him and ask them to do the same. If you are to be my follower, take up your cross and follow me. The hardest we have, the part we know that is hard, is even within our own homes, right? Even Jesus says a prophet holds no honor in his home. So we know how hard that can be. We know how hard it is to be the worker that is sent to our friends. We know how hard it is to be the ones that bring our faith into our work. To try and be the person Christ has called us to be with those that do not recognize Him. It would be hard. 
It would be hard to live out what we call these vocations. It would be hard to be a dad who loves the Lord. It would be hard to be a husband who loves the Lord. It'd be hard to be a worker, a friend. It's hard to consider that I and you are the very workers and laborers the Lord has raised up. I remember when I started out on Vicarage and I was teaching a class and, and uh, the, the Vicarage Church was like any good Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Church where it's a lot of old people. <laughs> I say that endearingly. <laughs> and I was trying to, to talk about this same thing of, of reaching and, and being a missionary and, and one of the ladies who actually is... Uh, foundational to the church as a whole, uh, said, you know, I am, I am this old. I think my missionary days are done. <laughs> and I understood what she meant. She was ready for her rest, ready for her time. And, and I asked her, do you, do you talk to your children? Well, when my children want to talk to me, I talk to my children. <laughs> do you talk to your neighbors in your group home? then your missionary days are not done. There's no retirement from it. There's no retirement from these vocations and callings of ours because we are the laborers, we are the workers that have been raised up and sent out. We are the one that the Lord prayed for then. We are the ones that we pray for now. Our children will be the ones we pray for in the future. And it would be nearly impossible for us to even consider this to be true if it were not for the fact that in this prayer we recognize that it is the Father who raises these laborers up. That before the Lord commissions this prayer to us, a few verses before, He commands that the disciples, as they go out, they go out bearing His authority to heal the sick, to cast out the demons, to preach that the kingdom is here. It would be nearly impossible for us to ever imagine that we are the ones who have been raised up and sent out into these fields if it was not for the fact that as the Father has raised us up and we are sent out with the authority of the Son, it is the Spirit who leads us on our way and gives us the words. So that as we go with our families... We rely on the work of the Lord. As we give thanks for the workers that have come to us, we give thanks for the way the Lord has worked through them. As we think of speaking to our families and sharing the way God has forgiven us and the way He has forgiven them, we remember it is the Father who has done that forgiving. We remember it is the Father who has sent us to them. We remember it is the Father who has even placed them in our lives for such a time as this. But it begins with this prayer that the Lord continue to raise up not just other workers, not just pastors or teachers, but raise us up 
so that we can go out, so that we can be those missionaries in the various fields that we have before us. Bearing not our name, bearing not our own words, but the name of Christ, the words of the Spirit, to the gifts the Father has given. Amen.